The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper. will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, make sure to go check out our brand new Discord server. It is the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SGP. Discord. Driver, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Hello and welcome in to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb, I'm Rod Gomez, and we are here with our regularly scheduled uh, betting episode a little early for you folks because we're actually free in the middle of the day to be able to do this. Cody, Yay! Doesn't always happen, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Someday, Cody, I'm going to make it possible for you to be able to be doing this, nothing but this nonstop. That way you can be available during the day, and, and we just can have our nights back. That's the dream, right? <laughs> Living the dream. Uh, all right, Cody, so we, we are fresh off of our first ever recap episode, uh, which hopefully you guys enjoyed. We enjoyed bringing it to you because it actually does give us a chance to talk a little bit more about what's going on in the sport without really necessarily, and it's not wasting your time, but taking up the betting time that we're setting aside for you guys to give you some good bets. So... With that said, Cody, we decided we just want to give everybody more. So not only are we giving you, and then there's no truck races this week, so we can't, we're kind of breaking this up into a weird rhythm this week. But when the truck races come back, uh, we'll have truck races, Xfinity races, bets, and then cup race bets. So, you know, stage one, this is going to be a little bit of a free-for-all stage until we get to the bets. But we'll give you five bets now from each uh, each circuit, each each actual series. So, I mean, Cody's like, I I give you six hundred bets if you want. I don't care. We'll give out bets all day. This is what I live for. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because when we were looking through the the books today, uh, we we found that the Xfinity was a little lacking, but we we made it work for you. Yes, yes, Xfinity is definitely. It's a, it's a little tougher this week, but uh, which I is still found weird. Some, some good ones uh, usually. It's not so tough. I I just I don't I don't know something about this track and what they're offering right now. Do they know, not? But, do, uh, do they not like New Hampshire 
as bad as much as I. I don't know what the deal is, but uh. look, if you're listening in New Hampshire, I, I got nothing personal against you. I, I probably love you. I probably like you a lot. I just have some very bad memories of of people from New Hampshire and New Hampshire in general. So, uh, if I have any ire for New Hampshire, it's not for you. You know, you're probably you're a great person out there, New Hampshire listeners, but. Denny Hamlin also doesn't like New Hampshire because they give uh, the lobster as the the trophy, and that always scares him. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he's not winning this week, is he? I hope not. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll talk about that too, as well, and and, and especially off the heels of, of what happened last week. So, um, yeah. All right. So it is it is New Hampshire. This is a little over a mile paved track, flat track. We talked about it in the in the preview episode last or yesterday. Get my days straight. Um, but yeah, this is a unique track in that it literally, and they only come here once a year, so it's not like you have another race to prepare for it, but, uh, it's a very unique track in what, especially what we saw last week too. So mindset has to change, car setup has to change, and there's drivers that do well on these flat tracks. So, um, who are we, who are we just even looking at in general today to maybe do, or yeah, this well this week? Yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday, but in the past, it's been Gibbs and the Ford drivers, like Penske specifically, seem to have had the best couple of teams, and I guess Stuart Haas as well. Um, and then obviously Stuart Haas just seems to have a stable of guys that are, are good short flat track racers, specifically in Almirola and Harvick. So that's kind of where you lean. But uh, I, I see the <laughs> – I was looking through your bets as we were getting – you were going through the ad reads. I started laughing when I got to the end. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to be fun conversation, but uh, we'll have we're, we're kind of on the same guy this week in a lot of things, just in different ways, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, we already said we were done with doing this one, but I, I, well, I snuck it in. I snuck it in because I had to. Uh, so look, if you look back at the last what four uh, four winners of this race, all Fords, a couple of Toyotas before that, a Chevy that was driven by a guy that we're going to talk about that was driving a Ford, anyways, uh, later on. Uh, but you have to go back before before 2016, all the way back to 2012 uh, for a Chevrolet that that won other than the one in 2016. And that's that tells you something right there. Uh, this car, obviously, we talked about level playing field, level playing field. Um, but you also look at the Xfinity race, too. It has been Toyota's since 2015 that has won this one Ford sprinkled in there in 2014. But since 2013, it was Toyota. Ford and then straight Toyotas down the wrist, uh, the rest of the way. A Dodge snuck in there too with Kazaski in 2012. So, um, yeah, and it's crazy too because I mean Chevy typically you see they're gonna have the best stats everywhere. They have the most cars in the field in both Cup and Xfinity, just how it works. But they also have some of the best teams in Hendrick Motorsports and Junior Motorsports. So a lot of places you'll see dominance from Chevy, or it's kind of mixed between all of them. But this track specifically, for some reason. The Chevys have just really struggled the last few years. Now it's a new car. You know, we've got some guys on hot streaks like Chase Elliott. Can we see something different this this week? It's it's possible. And we'll get into that a little bit because I think we might. But uh, we'll see. All right. Well, let's just not wait anymore. Let's step away for, from stage one, come back stage two, and we'll just start laying out some bets because that's what you're here for. You already heard us yammer about New Hampshire last uh, episode. So we'll just go ahead and get straight to the betting. When we come back from the break, but first, as we always do, let's tell you about win. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. You want the ultimate fantasy football experience. I know you're a cross-sport 
player, a better fantasy football player, fantasy everything player. Well, now you can get this fantasy football experience if you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st. You're going to get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club. Includes a two-night stay at Wynn Resort for not just you, but your entire league. Go ahead and throw around all sorts of entries, multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you got to do is download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to same terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So move on to Sleeper. It is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players, including me. And I know probably you. I know Cody for sure. Drafting the Scott Fishbowl League right now on Sleeper. Thank you, Scott, for allowing us to do that this year. It is a game changer. This is a game changing product, and it's unlike anything in the industry. And now, not only can you play fantasy on it, but you can make money on Sleeper too by playing the new over under game. It is so simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under. For example, the number of points in basketball, hits in baseball, whatever your whatever your flavor. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contact contest if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money that you put in and look why am i so excited about this why am i so hyper it's the trade coffee but it's also because the over under on sleeper is the only app where i can join my buddies contest we can all play together it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friends picks with the tap of a button it is insanely fun to ride it out together so stop what you're doing right now download sleeper and play their new over under game have fun with your friends and make some money. Do it on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join our squad. Get the 100% deposit bonus match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Head on over to Discord if you haven't already. NASCAR channel's popping. All the channels are popping. Spring football's popping right now still uh, with CFL going on. NFL is always popping. Hockey is yet to really make the switch. They're still sticking around, but they'll they'll get there. They'll get to the Discord. Make sure you get there. It's a perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. I don't know what it is about those hockey guys, uh, Cody. I they saw just, that there was a little bit of an uprising yeah, that they're gonna they're 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 not uh, <laughs> wanting to convert over. <laughs> <laughs> they're revolting. Uh, that's right. I, we love you, NASCAR folks, for making the switch, and we didn't have to beg you to do it. So, Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let us break it down because on Saturday, right, if I'm looking correctly, Saturday, the Crayon 200 is happening. I, yeah, what, uh, I haven't looked this up, but what is Crayon? Is that like... It's the Crayon. Is it a crayon? Yeah, okay. it's crayon. Like a Crayola it, it, crayon? Yeah, Crayola crayon. Okay. That's uh, an interesting... <laughs> I, when I logged into the sports books, to, I'm like, the Crayon 200. What, <laughs> what the hell is this? And then I actually went to NASCAR to make sure that's what it was called. And I was like, okay, well. They're like, yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> well, listen, man, somebody's got to sponsor these things, right? That's right. Hey, we're uh, talking about crayons, right? So I can't about get crayons. some crayons. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got some back to school shopping to do later. So uh, maybe we'll pick some crayons up. There we go. Hey, I look when I was a kid, man, I could not get enough of crayons or anything that was colorful for that matter. I, I could never draw within the lines, but I was always <laughs> yeah. uh, I was always Deep a fan balls. of crayons. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Can't worry about stuff like that. <laughs> no, nonsense. Lines, lines are for whatever. Who cares? Uh, but it is the Xfinity guys taking the track for uh, this loud in New Hampshire. Uh, it is 200 laps on this mile. It's not 301. It's 200 laps in this mile track. Really, it should be 201. I mean, let's just, can we get some consistency here? Please, <laughs> please. That extra lap could very well be uh, the end-all, be-all. Last season, it was the and better get vaccinated 200, uh, where Christopher Bell had a six-second victory over Justin Allgaier. And, uh, yeah, only five lead changes in that race. I think, I think we might be in for a little different race this time around. But uh, let us go ahead, Cody, and begin our betting process. And I'll give you first crack to uh, to lay down your first bet. Okay, this one was the easiest one I could find. Uh, as soon as I saw this one, I loved it. It's my favorite Xfinity one on the board. Austin Hill over Landon Castle. Mine 120. Hill hit for us last week, 8-1 to one winner at Atlanta. Uh, if you go back over the last six races, Hill has beat Castle in all six races. Um, I guess maybe they're looking back to like Martinsville. Castle did get a second place finish there. Pretty impressive for him. He's not run that well this season for most of the races, but Hill was right behind him in fourth. So uh, maybe that's why they're putting them head to head. But if you look back over current trends, again, the last six races in a row, Hills easily beat Castle in, in almost all of them. Well, he has beat him in all of them, but it's been easily in quite a few of them. So I really like this one. Hill is on a tear right now. He's been running really good. Uh, maybe there's a little extra fire under him now because uh, he knows that eight ride is going to be open in 2024. So, uh, you know, let's let's uh, perform well and show the bosses what I can do and maybe get my name inked for that car. Uh, so, yeah, Austin Hill over Landon Castle, minus 120. I wonder sometimes how they come up with the with the matchups that they do. I mean, some of them are obvious. Like, we'll talk about an obvious one coming up with the Cup Series bets. Right. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think a lot of times I, I just wonder to myself how. Because you look at some of these these guys' finishes and you're like... Well, and I have one in the Cup Series that I don't... I have no idea why these two guys are matched up head. We'll get into that. But it's like, I, I looking at how they've been finishing, especially lately, it's like... This isn't even a close comparison. And, you know, maybe they're going back at track history and some of that, which is harder to find here in the Xfinity series with, with that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, there's obvious ones, you know, where you, you get two guys get in a tussle one week, and then, of course, they're going to be head-to-head next week because it's a big thing to talk about and pick sides and all that. But, yeah, some of these head-to-heads, it's just like, huh, that doesn't make any sense. So this one definitely jumped off the board. I, I clicked on this one as soon as I saw it, so I really, really like this one. I do too, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign on that one. you got to ride the hot hand a lot of times, and especially as we get down to the end of the season, uh, end of the regular season anyways, as it were. Uh, these guys, they ride momentum, and they ride it very well. So, uh, Speaking of momentum, my first bet is actually uh, a head-to-head as well, where I've got Justin Allgaier over Josh Berry. And the reason for this is because uh, when you look back at what Allgaier has done, over the last couple of uh, uh, seasons in this race. He's actually gotten three top tens in a row. He's got a seventh place, a third place, and a second place finish. He's pretty much just uh, improved his his uh, his finishing position every race, whereas Josh Berry's only been on this track once, and he finished eighth. So obviously in, in the 2021 head-to-head, Allgaier finishing second. And, and Allgaier finished second to Christopher Bell a cup regular. 
So, you know, you're telling me that uh, Algar put up a, a, a fight against, well, of course, it wasn't a fight at the end because Christopher Bell pretty much smoked everybody at six seconds. But, you know, again, Algar was there and uh, and tried to lead some laps. Christopher Bell didn't allow him to do that, but <laughs> whatever. We'll just do what we got to do. But you look back at what Algar has done uh, over the season. He's got 11 top 10 finishes and 17 starts. Uh, Atlanta, he finished seventh. Nashville, he won. Uh, Portland, he got fifth. Charlotte, seventh. Fort Worth, uh, and, and fourth place there. Darlington, he won. Dover, he finished second. So he's on a tear. You talk about momentum and being on a tear. That's definitely what Algier is on right now. Josh Berry's not bad himself, to be honest with you. Second in Atlanta, third in, in Elkhart, uh, fourth in Portland, one Charlotte, and seventh in Fort Worth. But I think the track familiarity here for Algier is going to go a long way in him finishing. All he's got to do is finish one spot over Josh Berry. Yeah, this was one I was looking at, and had I chosen, I would have chosen the Algier side as well. So go with you there. Barry, again, like you said, second and third last couple weeks. So he's heating up a little. His season's kind of been a little more disappointing than I think a lot of people expected. Um, we'll see kind of these these shorter, flatter tracks are more what he comes from and from the late model side of things. So we'll see. But the way Allgaier has been performing, we've been on him a few times this year. He, he's had a really good season. He's been one of the top drivers, one of the top cars week in and week out. Again, you only have to beat him by one spot. So I'll co-sign that one with you. I like it. Should I mispronounce his name so we, we ensure that he does well for us? I think that's how it works. Algier? <laughs> Al, Al, Algier? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Justin. I know. All right. Well, let's get to your next bet, Cody. I, I love this one. All right. I'm going to go with Ty Gibbs over Noah Gregson. Minus 120. Uh, I mean, Ty Gibbs, what, <laughs> you know, how, how much of an argument do you need to make for this guy? It's just these guys have been the best two drivers um you know so far this season but uh in the last five races not counting atlanta where gregson got wrecked despite being up front uh he's actually beat gibbs has beat gregson head to head uh in those five races so again looking at recent history and how guys have been performing throwing out last week with the super speedway incident uh gibbs has been a little better gregson again with the stuff that happened two weeks ago at the road course with wrecking three quarters of the field and all that stuff. He's got a target on his back still. You know, there's some guys really pissed. Brandon Brown, I don't know if you saw, he, he was claiming that he thought that Junior Motorsports should call him and pay for his equipment. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't think that's how that works, guy, but uh, <laughs> pretty sure that's, that's not that's how cute. That works. I, I thought that was hilarious. I was like, wow, did he really say that? <laughs> but. Guys like that are going to be pissed at Gregson. If they get a chance to take a shot at him, it could happen. I, th I think he's going to be a little more conservative as he's trying to to kind of get off the rate of everyone else again. Uh, Gibbs, you know, he's just he's been so good this year. Uh, I mean, you could go on all day about his accolades and all his wins and how well he's run. He's going to be doing good. I think he can beat Gregson head to head. So at minus one twenty, Ty Gibbs over Noah Gregson. Yep. Ty Gibbs, I will I will further my argument for him later on, but like you said, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I know you will. We'll just keep beefing up the the uh, argument We're as coming we back go. to Ty Gibbs in a minute, folks. Yeah, we'll just in fact, it's just going to be a Ty Gibbs uh Xfinity episode. We can turn it into it. Uh but no, I I, I agree. I mean, and I will get into it more later on, but yeah, Ty Gibbs, you can't even even a guy like Gragson who we know is capable of of winning at the drop of a hat still falling on hard times and Gibbs is 
Gibbs, and he's going to keep being Gibbs. So, um, all right, I am going to go in another head-to-head. I'm taking Brandon Jones over Sam Mayer in this one. It may not be all that popular given that we have loved Mayer for a while, but you take a look back now at the last few races for Mayer, and it's been very disappointing. Outside of a fifth place in Nashville and a third place at Charlotte, actually Charlotte was pretty much the last race that he was extremely solid from start to finish. I mean, Nashville, yeah, fifth place, great, but Portland, 38th. Elkhart Lake, yes, back-to-back road courses for their 20th place finish, maybe not his strong suit, but Atlanta, he got wrecked out, finished 34th. Just hard times for Sam Mayer, and the opposite cannot be said for Brandon Jones, who actually, before last season, had two top 10 finishes in 2018-2019 here in Loudoun. You look back at what he's done so far, uh, not necessarily breaking down the doors, but we're not talking about finishing inside any position. We're just talking about finishing over Sam Mayer, and he's done that, uh, especially over the last four races where he had an 11th place in Atlanta, 5th over there at Elkhart Lake, Nashville was a 14th, Portland was an 11th, uh, Charlotte was 16th, and and so on and so on. So uh, you talk about winning head-to-heads, Brandon Jones has won a majority of the head-to-heads against Sam Mayer over the last few races, and and I feel like that trend is going to continue as we head into a track where um, we're not for a radiator busting out on, on him last year. Brandon Jones probably could have turned in another solid top 10 finish, uh, and really 2016 with those 11th place finish for him as well here on this track. So he's performed well here, uh, probably going to continue to perform well, and, and Sam Mayer may just hit some more bad luck and, and cash this uh, this prop. Yeah, I actually had started to write this head-to-head down, and I was going to pick Brandon Jones, and then I chose to go with something different. But I'm glad you went with it. I've been riding Jones head-to-heads the last three or four weeks in a row, and it's paid off almost every time. Again, he, he doesn't always win. He's not always like one of the top two couple cars, but he's always consistent. Even last week when he didn't win the head-to-head, he still finished like eighth or ninth. Like He just consistently gets you those good finishes. He's in good equipment. He's going to be up there. And again, we've seen so many problems Mayer's had. It's one of those things, back to the Tyler Reddick argument before he got his win and stuff like that, not being able to finish these races and make it to the end. Just thing after thing happens. He's still a super young driver. He's still learning this series, learning these cars, stuff like that. So uh, Jones, I mean, he won earlier this season at Martinsville, a track that's, again, not not exactly the same, but there's some comparisons there with, with the shorter flatness of it and stuff. So, uh, and like you said, with his history here and, and just knowing the track and have been here so many times, but yeah, Brandon Jones, I've been loving taking him in head to heads this week. So I'm glad you went with this one. Cause like I said, I had started to go with it and then I decided to pivot off of it, but, but I think it's still a really good play. Well, and it's plus money. I mean, it's plus one Oh five on the, on the, uh, Brandon Jones side, which kind of surprised me. Like I said, when you look back at it and, and especially what's been happening with Mayor lately, having that a plus money, I take it. Exactly. Sometimes you can't best pass up on plus money bets. Speaking of which, <laughs> Ty Gibbs, top three, plus 130. Again, plus money. He doesn't even have to win the race. Uh, a note, William Byron is in this race. I think he's the only cup guy. He is. If I, yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, just, just as a note. But uh, So if he's not able to win, which you could see him doing, I made the argument for him to finish over Gregson. That means he's going to be up front if he's doing that. And if he's, if he's in the uh, conversation for a win. He doesn't even have to win here. Top three plus money at uh, plus one thirty. I like that one. I do too. Again, it's it's Ty Gibbs uh, to do anything. So 
Yeah, I like that. In fact, let's just piggyback and we'll come to my last head-to-head after this, but I'm going to give Ty Gibbs to win at plus 500. Look, I get it. I know that William Byron is in this race, but we talked about it at leading up in the in stage one as far as which manufacturer has won this race the most, especially in the Xfinity series, over the last, uh, over the last few seasons, and that's Toyota. And who's the strongest Toyota in the Xfinity right now? You can argue that it's Ty Gibbs. We've argued several times that it's Ty Gibbs is the strongest Toyota in this field. So if Toyota is going to win this race, as historically proven that it has been the last seven, six, seven years, uh, then you got to give me Ty Gibbs to be that Toyota to win, even over a guy like William Byron. And we said that, you know, Christopher Bell won last year. Obviously, he was the cup guy in the race last year. But, you know, again, it was it was a lot of folks' first seasons that we're seeing now. Ty Gibbs wasn't even in that field yet, so I just I have a feeling that this is an opportunity for Ty Gibbs to beat a Cup regular. And at plus five hundred, I like that because that's that's pretty decent value for a, a winner on this track. Given that Byron's at like plus two seventy five to win this race right now, so if you're gonna double up on me to, to for Ty Gibbs to win this, I'll take that too. Yeah, and I'm actually going to argue against myself a little bit here, but we just saw two weeks ago who's one of the top Cup Series drivers in NASCAR, who's one of the top road course drivers in NASCAR, Kyle Larson, and Gibbs beat him head-to-head on a road course. So, you know, he obviously has proven he can do it. We'll go ahead and jump to my first winner. I have William Byron, plus 275. I really like your Gibbs argument, but it's hard to pass up, even with the problems Chevy's had here. Hard to pass up a Cup guy like William Byron coming down getting those laps in you know he's going to be in good equipment uh, i believe he's in the 88 for uh for junior motorsports you know it's going to be a good car it has been all season um we, we've seen him come down and run well um i don't remember if he's won this season i think he i know he finished second to tyler reddick in one of those uh xfinity at, at the at texas but uh again he beat all of the all the regulars in the in the xfinity series and Again, former Xfinity Series champion uh, and a top top Cup Series driver on a top team in a fast car, plus two seventy five. Not super sexy, but uh, I, I think that he's going to be the guy to beat uh, this weekend. Well, and again, I mean, we, we you know that it's going to happen, and it's not bad to place a bet on that because the chances are. And the odds even kind of scream it that that's probably what it's going to end up being. So, uh, yeah, obviously do that. And then, of course, just like we do all, we give you plenty of winners to sprinkle a little bit on just to cover your bases in case it doesn't happen. But you're right. I mean, Kyle Larson got beat on a road course uh, this season already. We've seen it happen. We've seen Kyle Busch try to dip down into the truck series and steal some wins, and he's only done that once. So, you know, it's been difficult for cup drivers to do that. Uh, week in and week out now with them switching back and forth between the car the new car and the and the old car and we know like I said it, it just it's not as easy and William Byron has had several races now in the new car and switching back over to the Xfinity car may not always be uh, the best recipe for a win so and he could very easily get caught up in something so uh, make sure you do that all right I'm going to load up my final bet, which is a head-to-head. I know we usually save winners for last, but I had to throw Gibbs in there. Uh, I'm going to give you Almondinger over Trevor Bain. Uh, look, Almondinger's been on this track once as an Xfinity driver. He finished sixth here. Trevor Bain is finished 13th, 6th, and 9th. 5th, uh, 13th, 6th, and 9th, rather, over his career. So not a bad 
Not a bad track for uh, Trevor Bain, but he hasn't raced an Xfinity race here since 2014. It's been a while. Uh, you look at what Trevor has done this season. He's stepped in and done some great things. Third place, fourth place. Uh, third place in Fontana, fourth place in Phoenix, 28th in Atlanta, uh, ninth in Charlotte, and then second in Nashville. But Almondinger is is a regular in this series uh, at this point right now. So um, I, I'm going to give the edge to him. Obviously, we saw him win a, a um, uh, road course race earlier this year, so he's still got the momentum. But uh, Trevor, Bain, Trevor Bain is not a regular in this series. And he, like I said, he hasn't been on this track in a very long time. So uh, I, I'm going to give the edge here to Almondinger. And we've got this at, what is it, at uh, minus 110 for Almondinger over Trevor Bain. I like it. Um, actually, we'll go ahead and just jump into my uh, last win, pick to win. And if it's not William Byron, at plus 1,000, you got uh, A.J. Almondinger. I, I I struggle to see why his odds are, are so long. I, I don't really understand that. Uh, it kind of blew my mind that, that he's that long of an odds. He's a guy that runs up front every week. He finished uh, seventh at Phoenix. He was third at Martinsville earlier this season. So he's proven again on these, these flat tracks, these short tracks, he can run up there with the best of them. He's coming off of a couple of road course wins, not that a couple of weeks ago. Um, things didn't go exactly his way last week at Atlanta, but he still had a decent finish. Um, so yeah, at 10 to one, I, I think he can be up there mix, you know, mixing in for the win. And uh, again, yeah, over Trevor Bain, Bain, you know, he, he's got that claim to fame of being the youngest Daytona 500 winner, and that's all great and stuff. But we've not really seen much else from him other than that. So uh, he's had a couple of okay runs this year, but seems like he shoots himself in the foot more than anything, and you can't rely on him to to finish great or be up in the running for the win. And I think Almondinger will have a chance to win this one. So uh, yeah, I like yours, and I like Almondinger at uh, ten to one to win. I like it. I also like Brandon Jones at 15 to 1 to win this. We talked about Jones over Sam Mayer and why we think that he's going to finish over that. But I mean, look, I think he stands a pretty decent chance at 15 to 1 to come in and win. We've seen him finish well here before, and I think we're going to see it again this week, too. But, you know, to me, if we're looking at a little bit longer shots to win and trying to put our money a little bit everywhere, uh, all the reasons that we, we kind of made for him in the in the first uh, bet that we laid out stand true over this one as well. I just I think he stands a good chance to try to to make decent value. And really, this is all this is is just a value bet here at 15 to one. If you're going to sprinkle a little bit on a, a winner that's not William Byron or Ty Gibbs or uh, your winner as well in Almondinger. Yeah, there's great value there, uh, especially, I mean, 15-1. to 1, He's a guy who can get it done. We talked about it. He's not always up there challenging for wins, but he does. Every once in a while, he pulls a rabbit out of his hat and wins a race. And if you want to jump on the narrative of Chevy not being that good, Ford has hardly any cars in the field in the Xfinity Series. So you're going to go to Toyota, you got Ty Gibbs, and then you got Brandon Jones. So, you know, by process of elimination there, he's almost the second-best non-Chevy car probably out there. So, and then you're getting him at 15-1. to 1. So, yeah, I like a sprinkle on that one as a long shot as well. Beautiful stuff. Wow. Cody, that's that's the most we've ever done between Xfinity. That's five bets for you guys. I like it. I Man, I love this new format. A piece. Five bets More a bet. piece. I know. That's ten. Four bets is, is always good. Woo. Man, you guys in the Discord channel are going to be going absolutely nuts. All right, let's lay it out for you. Get your pen and paper. There's a lot to write down. Matter of fact, get your binder. 
Go back to school. Get your binder. They, <laughs> I gave you, uh, let's see, uh, Cody gave you Austin Hill over Landon Castle at minus 120. I gave you Justin Algier over Josh Berry at minus 115. <laughs> Cody gave you Gibbs over Gragson at minus 120. I gave you Brandon Jones over Sam Mayer at plus 105. Cody gave you uh, Mr. Ty Gibbs as the top three at plus 130. I gave you Almendinger over Trevor Bain. This this thing cuts it up, so it's it's pretty. Almendinger over Trevor Bain at minus 110. Uh, Cody gave you William Byron to win at plus 275. I gave you Ty Gibbs to win at plus 500. Uh, Cody gave you Almendinger as a long shot at 10 to 1 to win. And I gave you Brandon Jones at 15 to 1 to win the Xfinity race. We go cup racing when we come back for stage three. Five more bets for you, folks, when we come back. But as we always do, let's tell you about Trade Coffee. The reason why I can stay so focused and so laserly uh, just on the edge of my seat. Uh, Cody can attest. The edge of my seat this whole show is because of Trade Coffee. It's personalized and it is meant exactly for me because my taste and your taste in coffee is completely different. You probably like something a little bit weaker than me. No, I, I got to get hit over the head with my coffee beans and my coffee grounds. So give me the strongest coffee and trade. will do that just for me. It'll do that just for you. Not only that, but it will give it to you in the form that you like it. You can get it ground. You can get it whole bean. They'll probably give you the plants if you even ask nicely. I don't know, but I tried and they said no to me. So maybe you can ask more nice and they'll give you it. But Trade Coffee just personalizes it for you. And all you got to do is take a simple quiz over at drinktrade.com SGP. You're going to get hooked up with the coffee that is meant just for you. And it is delivered as many times or as little times as you want with absolutely no gimmicks. They've done this over 5 million times with fresh bags of coffee. And they've got over 750,000 positive reviews so you know they're doing right something right and right now trade coffee is offering subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free so get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP let trade find you a coffee you're going to love that is drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off did you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and all sorts of other prying eyes. That is why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting one 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It is literally that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for you with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP. Use the promotional code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. 
The Ambetter 301 hits Nash or New Hampshire. Uh, I, well, Nashua Nash Hampshire. N- Nashua <laughs> is a city in New Hampshire. Uh, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at. It's in Loudon, New Hampshire though, by the way, not Nashua. Uh, but it is the Ambetter. It's on the East coast somewhere. (laughs) Listen, I can drive across that entire state in the time it takes me to get to the nearest city in California. (sighs) I'm just saying, uh, (laughs) the last person to win this race was Eric Almirola. We talked about it yesterday about how he outlasted the, the weather, which by the way, Weather will maybe play a factor in this one as well. We talked about how there's a 40% chance of showers in Loudoun this weekend. So keep an eye on the weather report. Keep an eye on maybe what the vortex is keeping the weather away. But uh, that may play a factor into things. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, But it was Eric Almirola, a Ford. Uh, Brad Keselowski, a Ford. Kevin Harvick, a Ford. Kevin Harvick, a Ford. Kyle Busch, a Toyota. Uh, We talked about it last time. The last Chevrolet to win a race was... Kevin Harvick, how'd that happen? Uh, In 2016, uh, but then again, a a string of Toyotas in front of that with Matt Kenseth leading the way. Before before he got out of RCR and won a championship, so just just throwing that out there. (laughs) I'm just saying, I mean, you know. Uh, But yes, so again, we are scheduled for a uh, 301-mile race in this, so that is what we are up against for this, this race. And I'm telling you right now, uh, as the the laps start to click down before the playoffs, things are about to get super super heated, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean every race it gets tighter and tighter, and we're getting closer to those those available spots for playoff guys. Just keep shrinking and shrinking. We get another new winner. I mean, you a guy like Ryan Blaney is the favorite to win this race. Could easily win it. Martin Truex Jr. could win. Kevin Harvick, I don't know that he could win, but you know some other people might think that, and he's done it a few times here before. I mean, we could easily get another new winner. It's going to be interesting to see. This is kind of one of those tracks where it's not as racy. I mean, we, we've had it where Jeff Burton's led every single lap in the race before. Uh, you know, that was quite a few years back. But uh, again, we saw earlier the season with Richmond that had been the case there prior to this season. Now the new car. And it was a great race at Richmond. So, you know, is is this going to be similar here? It'll be interesting to see, uh, to see, to see what exactly happens. And again, this will be our first time and our only time coming this year, at least in this new car. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. We will definitely see how it plays out. And uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, with the spots getting dicier and dicier, it's just a matter of who is going to make that move, who is going to be uh, the <clears throat> person to run away with it. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> a little bit of voice uh, voice click over. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we talked about leading the race a lot. Brad Keselowski in 2020 led 184 laps. Denny Hamlin led 92 laps. So, yeah, when this gets strung out, uh, it can be highly not racy. But, again, this season's a lot different. We're seeing a lot of things. So, uh, it's funny that you mentioned, though, Ryan Blaney as one of the guys who's the favorite to win this race, yet neither one of us, and I'll spoil alert, neither one of us have anything on Blaney. So let's just talk about the fact that Blaney's a favorite and why we don't have anything on him right now. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I don't love Ryan Blaney because I do. We all know that. There's no, I mean, he's what, plus 650 to win this, something like that. There's just no value in that to me. He hasn't been able to do it. Sorry, I, we haven't done it in a while. I just had to do it. 
Uh, he hasn't been able to do it this year so far. So why is that going to change this week? Now, it could. I would not be surprised at all to see him in victory lane. I would love to see it because I like the guy. But he hasn't got it done. Why he shot all the way up to the favorite to win this race, I, I'm not exactly sure with him not being able to put it together so far this year. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, I just, man, I, nothing nothing really struck me with him. Uh, there was a couple of head-to-heads I was looking at. And it was just like, man, it just he's not been he's not been as consistent as we've seen from him before. Even last week at Atlanta, I mean, obviously, a super speedway is different, but he was up there mixing it up up front for the whole first stage. It was him and Elliott, and then you didn't hear from him the rest of the race. Like, he, he was fine. He got a decent finish. I think he was in top 10 or something like that, but, but you never really heard from him up front again. So I just... I don't know. They don't seem to have their program fully on board over there. And so, yeah, again, is it just, I, the just manufacturer? no value in him. Do you think it's just the manufacturer? Like that? In fact, that I mean, it's Ford? yeah, Ford definitely has been down. I mean, Logano's got a couple of wins, but uh, and Cindric, you know, Cindric's actually been running well the last few races though. So that's probably part of them starting to figure things out at Penske. I mean, they definitely started the season off slower. Of course they won the day. They won the clash in the Daytona 500. So, I guess depending on where you want to start the season, but when you start the real season in week two, basically, you know, after that, uh, they, they kind of had a real low start. And the Stuart Haas cars, I mean, you know, Briscoe's gotten his win, but Harvick has not won, although he's had some good finishes. But they they haven't been as dominant, definitely, as we've seen from Ford in the past. And there's there was a lot of moving and shaking. Brad Kozlowski leaving that team, going to Roush. That's been just hell for him so far this season. He's like, I, man, I know he had that big pen, points penalty at the beginning of the season, but like 30, 31st or 32nd in points, like, man, that's, it's been rough for him over there, but uh, it is. yeah, it we'll is. see. <clears throat> we'll Speaking see. of Fords. Speaking of Fords, <laughs> why don't we I'm go I'm on ahead. a Ford right out of the gate You here. are too. Kevin Harvick, Kevin Harvick, top 10. You get this at one fi- minus 159, which is incredible value in my opinion. This guy, again, we've talked about it before. His consistency, just in general, is absolutely outstanding. I don't know that he can win anymore and get it done. Now, if he can, this is the type of track it's going to happen on most likely. It's not going to be at probably a super speedway. Definitely not a road course, I don't think. You're not a mile and a half, I don't think. It's going to be at a shorter track, at a flatter track. So if it's going to happen, this is the kind of week it could happen. I'm not going to go that far. I think he's done winning races. But uh, top 10, I think, is highly possible. He's got four top 10s in a row here. Five races ago, he had a wreck. Uh, then you get three more top tens before that. So, you know, that's seven out of the last eight when he doesn't get wrecked. He, he's in the top ten. Uh, nine top tens out of the last 11 races here. Uh, we talked about it at Phoenix. He's at like 18 top tens in a row. Again, a shorter, flatter track. Not exactly the same style and whatever, but but similar enough. His teammate Almarola won here last year. His teammate Briscoe won at Phoenix earlier this year. The guy can get those top tens. He just he's always so consistent with those. And that so finding this at minus one fifty nine, I absolutely love this. This is probably one of my favorite bets on the week is Harvick to finish in the top ten. I just I mean, obviously anything can go wrong. It can happen. We saw a couple weeks ago, you know, he was having a good run and he took that massive hit after he blew a brake rotor or whatever it was. But for the most part, this guy will get you solid finishes. He's not up there mixing it. I mean, it's like it's Brandon Jones, the next Xfinity series at this point. They're basically the same guy in different levels. So, yeah, top 10, minus 159. Love this for Kevin Harvick. If you weren't going to do that, I was going to. 
that that's really all there was to it. In fact, I was I was looking for the top ten for Harvick because obviously that is a bet I am high on. Uh, just for everything that you laid out last week, we were literally robbed of a tenth place finish from him. You know, by a scoring loop. Damn it! Uh, and a last last lap wreck. He could have been top ten as well. So I mean, I love it, and so much to the fact that I my first bet is actually a Ford winning this race uh, and I'm going by history look all the manufacturers are at plus 185 right now it's all the same but if I'm going to place a bet on a winning manufacturer uh just one bet I'm going to p- place it on a Ford because again we looked at back at the last four or five years Ford has been the winner of this you look at the Fords that are in this right now Austin Sindrick has won a race Kevin Harvick has won this race multiple times and I'll tell you exactly how many in a few more bets but Kevin Harvick has won. Kozlowski's won on this track. Almirola has won on this track. Blaney's the favorite. Briscoe has wins this year. Joey Logano has two wins this year. Chris Buescher is a driver. Um, but, you know, these guys, they're all they are all in the mix uh, just about every single week. And, again, history has shown us that the Fords have run very well on this track, so much so that they've won uh, year after year after year. And, you know, they're not necessarily the most dominant manufacturer with this type of a car. But, you know, you, you have track history to the certain extent that you know what to expect from this track. And now we're enough races into this this season to where you the smartest minds in the sport can wrap their heads around what this car needs to do to get around this track as effectively as it has in the past. So I'm willing to bet that the Ford guys have been having this track circled on their list for a while, knowing how dominant their uh, their car has been on this track and just figuring out ways to break this Chevy domination and Toyotas for that matter. And you've got guys that need to get wins to get into the playoffs. Ryan Blaney, he's in right now. Uh, it's crazy. He's second in point in the regular season point standings. He's second but he's still on the bubble because he doesn't have a win. He could easily get – most likely he's not catching Chase Elliott. He could if, if Elliott suddenly goes into a horrible – you know, has a bunch of bad races or whatever, but most likely he's not going to catch him where the regular season champion would lock himself in even if there was more winners or whatever. But Blaney needs a win. Harvick needs a win. Uh, obviously, the, you know, the other guys have it. Almarola could use a win if, if he's going to try and get in. Cole Custer, you never know. I mean, some of these guys, and we could see going forward, some of these races could end up turning into strategy races. A call on tires, a call on fuel. We've seen it before where some of these races turn into, especially at a track like Pocono next week, we'll probably talk about that a lot, turn into a fuel mileage race. You know, they talked about it on the broadcast last week. They don't know exactly what these cars are going to burn at these tracks. They don't have the data with this particular fuel cell. If the you know first five cars all underestimated and all run out of gas, you could have Harvick right there, Mister Consistent. He grabs his win. Cole Custer could get a win. I mean, you could get any of these guys. So I think Ford's going to definitely see some shaking and moving from them because it's getting down to go time. And if you want to get guys in the playoffs, you need to get wins. So yeah, I like this one. All right, um, sticking uh, sticking with the Ford theme and the Kevin Harvick theme. <laughs> I like Harvick this week, man. I'm going to take him over Tyler Reddick minus 115. Again, we saw we saw Reddick finally get his win, and then what does he do? He comes back the next week, and his car gets wrecked again. It's just he's either it's checkers or wreckers of this guy. It seems like you cannot rely on him to get the consistent finish. I've already made the case. Kevin Harvick is the most consistent finisher you can find. So when I saw this one, it seemed like a no brainer to me. Could Reddick come out? Dominate this race? Win? Say f you, Richard Childress. I'm going to Toyota in two years. 
yes, it, it could absolutely happen. But he's not been consistent. And if he doesn't win, I don't think he's going to beat Kevin Harvick. So I'll take Harvick over Reddick at minus 115. I'll take Harvick over the world at minus 115. Uh, I like that because, again, you know, it just it feeds into that narrative. Although you understand, Cody, that I'm going to take everything nice that you said about Kevin Harvick over the last you know, few minutes, clip it all out and, and make that our, our, you know, whatever special hey, episode. We haven't got there yet. Maybe I'll agree with you later. You never know. <laughs> uh, I love it. All right. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and take the rivals, uh, in this, in this instance in a head to head. I found Ross Chastain over Denny Hamlin at plus 100. <sighs> Let's all just take a deep breath and, and collect ourselves and realize that in this mix, I understand. I understand. But what I don't understand is why Ross Chastain is still plus money in this. He's at plus 100 in this matchup. I understand that Denny Hamlin has every single axe to grind. In fact, he's buying axes right now where he can find them to grind them over Ross Chastain. But the fact of the matter is Chastain's been the most consistent driver this season when compared to Denny Hamlin. Yes, they have found themselves on the track numerous times. Yes, they have altercations. But who comes out on top of every altercation? It's Ross Chastain. Even last week with a car that basically was being held together with every amount of duct tape that they could find in the garage, he still managed to almost win this race. And Denny Hamlin, where was he? Not anywhere near it. So in this head-to-head, even though there's this heated rivalry, even though we we think sometimes that Ross Chastain may back off a little bit and not necessarily be as aggressive to not piss people off. That hasn't happened yet. And yet Chastain week after week continues to be more dominant of a driver than hashtag fade Denny. So if I'm taking plus money from a guy and and I don't even need track history, I don't even need anything other than this season to show me that despite all of the craziness that's been surrounding Ross Chastain and of course a lot of it's self-inflicted, He's still been the more dominant driver than a lot of these guys that they're putting him head-to-head with that he's pissed off, which the list keeps growing every week, too. But, yeah, Ross Chastain over, over Faye Denny. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we have a Google document where we place all of our bets in it. And whenever I have a matchup with Denny Hamlin, I write the driver over hashtag Faye Denny. So I'm looking at Rod's note in here, and it just says Ross Chastain over Denny Hamlin. So I fixed it for him, and it now says – uh, Ross Chastain over hashtag Fade Denny. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> but uh, you know I'm always on Team Fade Denny. Could uh, Denny Hamlin come out, have you know, get the pole, have the best car, lead this entire race? Yes, I wouldn't be surprised by that. We've seen him do it before. He's had some great cars this year, but he again back to consistently finishing. He doesn't do it. He hasn't done it all season. You know, I'm not worried about him wrecking Chastain. He's not going to wreck Chastain this week. If he's going to do it, it's going to be in the playoffs. It's going to be when it matters, when it hurts Chastain the most. He's He's got those axes grinding, but he ain't going to use them yet. He's going to get them plenty sharp before he does. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, you know, we just, again, back to consistency. Chastain has been one of the most consistent drivers, even when his car gets beat to hell like last week. He was still up there at the end finishing good, and Denny Hamlin was nowhere to be found yet again. So I'm always hashtag team fade 
whatever. <laughs> yeah, you go. You got what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Fade Denny. <laughs> well, looking but back. Diana his- plus money. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Yeah, and looking back at some of the finishes that Denny's had over the over the last few years, 12th place here, 13th place, 10th place last year, a couple of second place finishes. But, you know, again, we talked about how good Fords have been on this track and I know Chastain drives a Chevy and 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 Denny drives a, a Toyota, but you know, again, this season Chastain's just been it, and he's been over Fade Denny the whole time. Yep, agreed. All right, I found a fun one here. Any manufacturer to finish first, second, and third at plus one thousand. So I, I think this is possible with any of the manufacturers, honestly, because I, I, we could see Toyota come out. And all the Gibbs cars, and that's we've that's what we've seen this season is all the Gibbs cars have either been on or they've been off. So we could see them come out. They could dominate. They could finish one, two, three. We could see it from the Fords, maybe I guess, probably not so much. We could see it from the Chevys. We've seen it from the Chevys two weeks ago. I rode America Chevy one, two, three, four, five. Uh, a couple weeks before that, uh, Dover. Chevy one two three, Las Vegas Chevy one two three, Auto Club Chevy one two three. So that's four out of the twenty races we've had this season that we've gotten the one two three sweep. And almost every other race, you get two manufacturers of the same kind up in the top three. So if you're getting that close every week to almost hitting this, it's going to hit pretty often. And getting at ten to one odds, I think that's pretty fun. You could easily see. Maybe Hendrick suddenly figures something out. You could have three Hendrick cars up in the, you know, they've finished one, two, three, four before. You could see, you could get a Chastain in the, tr- in you know, in a track house car, and you could have a Byron and an Elliott or a Elliott and a Larson up there. Could easily happen. So at uh, at 10 to 1, I, I thought this was a pretty fun bet. Any manufacturer to finish first, second, and third. It is fun because look at 2016, Chevy, Toyota, Toyota. In 2017, Toyota, Chevy, Toyota, Toyota. So that was almost close to a, a one, two, three. Uh, a Chevy kind of mixed up that one. Uh, Toyota, Chevy, Toyota, right? What well, Toyota was was almost right on the heels of, of cutting into there. Ford, Toyota, Ford. Uh, you know, it's it's been very close. I mean, we're literally one car away from, from having that happen. Ford, Toyota, Toyota in 2019. So... And if yeah. you just look at it, too, I mean... With Toyota, there's only six Toyotas. So, you know, if you get a team, you know, if, if they get on, they're kind of all on the same program, basically. They're basically all out of the same house. So they could be on and they could be good. If not, the, then the rest of the field is between just the other two manufacturers. Ford's got, you know, some pretty decent cars, but Chevy's got all the big teams. You got the four Hendrick cars. You got the two track house cars. You know, we've seen Tyler Reddick be good this year. There's other Chevys that, that have been good. Eric Jones has run well this season. Like, there's plenty of guys and like the numbers just kind of, and that's why I think why we've seen it so much with Chevy this year, because there's so many of them. But when you're throwing that many of one thing all in there, you just need them to finish one, two, three, and you're getting it at such long odds. That's what makes it appealing at the 10 to one. I love it. I love it. It's fun. We're, we're trying to give you stuff to have some fun, right? I mean, yes, it's cool to bet all of the uh, head-to-heads and all the, the outright winners, but eh, why don't you have a little bit of fun, especially at 10 to 1? Doesn't take much to return well, and, on that. And the head-to-heads, I mean, that's where you're going to make your money and where you're, you're going to you know keep yourself afloat. But then when you hit these long shots, which, you know, not to brag too much, but we've been doing pretty good lately, uh, you know? That's why you throw them out there. You you grab a couple. We got a couple different long shot ones here, and you hit one of them, 
and that just takes care of your whole day for you. So it's it's wonderful. It sets you up nicely for the. And rest it, of again, the- it just gives you something else to root for during the race. You know, they get strung out and they and it gets boring, and you don't have the guy that's leading the race. But oh shit, second is a Chevy also, and third is a Toyota. But here comes a Chevy. Is he gonna put like then the battle for third place is just you know just as good as a battle for the win for you. I'll take it. I'll take it. again. It's all about having fun. Uh, speaking of fun, this next one may not be quite as fun to, to sweat it out, but it will definitely have you paying attention to the middle of the pack. If not the back of the pack for most of the race, because we told you, we tell you every week, we want you to pay attention to the entire racetrack. And this is one of those bets that's going to do it. I, this head to head to me is not, it's not, again, it's not something that you're going to be watching the front of the pack for. I don't think. And it's Eric Almarola over Austin Sindrick at minus one thirty-five. Sindrick, this will be his first time as a cup driver on this track. Uh, obviously, we know what he's done already this season uh, after winning the the Daytona 500. But since then, he's only got six top ten finishes, three top fives. Um, and, and look, he's been on a little bit of a tear. I will say that, which is probably why this matchup is the way it is. Um, but he's he was fifth in Sonoma, seventh in Nashville, seventh uh, in, in Road America, and then fifth at or third at Atlanta. So he's been on a mini tear, but by and large over the rest of the season, he's not necessarily been as good. And you look back at Phoenix, he was 24th. And again, we're not talking about Phoenix and and New Hampshire being exactly the same, but it's that same type of track. So he wasn't really all that good there either. 32nd in Atlanta, the first time around, uh, 36th at Dover, which Dover we know is, is another one of these tracks too. So, you know, not good finishes there. Uh, but you look at what Eric Almarola has done this season, some top 15 finishes. He's got six top 10s as well. Uh, but I have a feeling that his his uh, success at this track and even the fact that he won last season, he finished 7th in 2020, 11th in 2019, 3rd in 2018. So he's been on a pretty decent tear of top 10 or almost top 10 finishes over the last four seasons on this track. And if you're going to give me a head-to-head between him and a rookie, uh, I will take the guy on his way out the door over the guy walking in, uh, especially with the the amount of history that uh, Almarola has on this track. And at minus one thirty five, it is juiced. But Cody, you only pay you the juice. Only pay the juice if you lose. I had to get a hashtag uh, patent pending. So yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my head to head. My last head to head. Uh, that one scares me. <laughs> it. I don't. Cindric. Man, I was all about fading him for a while, but then it started to bite me a little, and now just going against him scares me. But Almarola, again, we talked about he won this race last year. He's been good here. Uh, he's like plus one. What is he for a top ten? He's at plus 115. So that's something I, I would like to look at a little bit too. Um, I, I feel better about the Harvick one, um, but you're getting that plus money. I think he's going to have a solid run. He's a short, flat track guy. It just He always runs well at these short, flat tracks. We see it every time. We're surprised almost every time. It's like, oh my goodness, there he is running good again. We just always see it. So I, it does scare me a little, but if I had to pick a side, it would be the Elmerola side. So I'll agree with you there. Yay. Here's the matchup I was talking about earlier that I just don't understand why this is even on the board. Eric Jones over Brad Keselowski, minus 114. Now, Brad has done really well at this track in the past. I get that. But that was with Penske. That was a different era. I, this is not, uh, I, I really, I, I don't get this one. <laughs> you go back to the last six races, Eric Jones has beat Brad head to head every race. And most of them, it's not even been close. 
Eric Jones coming off of a what he finished fourth place last week. So uh, they've built some momentum. We've seen him have some really good runs this year. Um, I mean, he, he was it uh, back at Auto Club, I think it was. He qualified on the pole, led a bunch of laps to start their race. That team has been. Now they've had some ser- some serious issues. They couldn't get the lug nut off of Kansas. A few other things like that. But overall, he's been fairly consistent this season. Kozlowski just has been bad flat out. I mean, you, you would have thought, and I I really I misjudged that. I, I thought that that he would be you know hit the ground running. As the as the owner driver over there, and it just hasn't been the case. Busher has been the much better of the two cars, and his season hasn't even been that impressive either. Um, so, I again, I don't know. I, this is one of them that I scratch my head. Like, where did they come up with this this matchup? It just doesn't seem to make sense to me. But, but I'll take Eric Jones on this one all day. I don't. I, I just. I really. I don't think like it's. I don't feel like it's a very fair head to head. Now, of course. You know, something goes wrong or breaks on Jones, and you know he doesn't finish the race. I think if they both finish the race, I think that Jones will will easily beat um, beat Brad here. So I, I like him a lot. The announcers are always saying that oh, that forty three car is right up there, and it just seems to me that every week they're they're talking about how the forty three is always in the mix somewhere, and you know whatever bad luck may happen to to him happens to him. But you know he's starting to turn it around a little bit, and I I, I think I like uh, the forty three to sort of maybe even sneak a win in before the end of the season, right? Just Yeah. And, and then uh, on the Brad side of it too, like you go into a race last week like like Atlanta where this is like one of his he, – he has to win to get in the playoffs. He's nowhere close after that points penalty and all that as far back as he is. No way he gets in on points. But he needs a win to get into the playoffs. And, and so you just felt like you would have seen a much better effort from them last week. And it, if they couldn't even do it on a super speedway type of race where he's always been good, one of the best at it, and Roush cars have always been good at it. If they can't even put an effort together there for it, I just don't see it at, at somewhere like New Hampshire. Then, uh, you know, going going forward here, so it, it makes me definitely feel better about fading him. Just the lack of anything we've seen from them. He had a decent finish a couple of weeks ago on a road course, but other than that, uh, yeah, I, I'm not not been impressed with them. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, one of my preseason calls, I think, was Kozlowski doing well, and that just hasn't hasn't yeah, shown. I think I, gave, I think I gave him out as my long shot championship winner, and you know that doesn't look so great now. But I just, I man, I I don't know. I really misjudged uh, what what would happen with him going over there. I hope he gets that program turned around. I hope in a couple of years, maybe that they're back to where Roush used to be, one of the most dominant teams in the sport. But uh, definitely, definitely not right now. Anyways, so fade him while you can. Yep. Cat in the Hat may return at some point, but maybe not soon. Uh, all right. I'm going to give out my, uh, this is the fun one for me. Uh, I've got the number of the winning car under 18 and a half. I got this at minus 225. It feels a little juice, but look, when you look at it this way, 10 of the 18 drivers of this covers are all not Chevys. So you only have eight Chevys in this mix. Uh, there's 10 drivers that outweigh this uh, to include we talked about Austin Cindric. We talked about Kevin Harvick. Uh, talk about Kozlowski maybe not winning this one, but there's Almarola in the mix. There's Blaney in the mix. There's Hamlin in the mix. There's Briscoe in the mix. And, of course, Kyle Busch, who we haven't talked about, but still is a Toyota that could factor into this at some point as well. Kyle's driven pretty angry lately. And, in fact, his anger is just, I mean, it seems to be coming to a fever pitch now. And, and if he doesn't, you know, actually come across the finish line soon, I think he's going to blow over, uh, you know, again. And it's just a crazy thing to watch happen in front of you. But 
you know, and even still, you have Chevy drivers like Chastain. Um, you've got Kyle Larson in there. You've got Chase Elliott in there. You've got Tyler Reddick in there. All of those. The amount of wins that you have with cars that are 18 and under, this bet is phenomenal, especially even at minus 225. Um, because if one of those cars wins, you still win. So uh, I just like the upside of having 18 cars as powerful as these 18 cars to try to cross the finish line. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's some of the top the top guys in the sport all have car numbers under 18. This one is actually, man, I almost wish I'd have seen this so I could have put it on there. It, it, this is a really good one. I, I really like this, and I was trying to do it quickly but pull up all the favorites. I mean, the, the most favorite guys to win this, Ryan Blaney, that's the 12 car. Kyle Busch, that's the 18 car. You got Joey Logano and, and Martin Truex in there, but then Denny Hamlin, that's the 11. Chase Elliott, that's the 9. Ross Chastain, that's the one. Kyle Larson, that's the five. Kevin Harvick, that's the four. Christopher Bell, we're going to touch on here in a minute. Tyler Reddick, that's the eight. You got Chase Briscoe up there, like Eric Camarola, Austin Sindrick. There's a lot of guys on top of this favorited list going into this week that are all under that number. So unless one of these other guys pulls it out, I would say there's a good chance. And that's why it's juiced up. But as we know, you only pay the juice if you lose. So you don't lose, you don't pay the juice. So uh, I like it. Keeping in theme with under that number to win, Chase Elliott. I am not going to quit this guy. <laughs> I've talked about it already a few weeks in a row. When he gets hot, he gets hot. He's been hot. He's been the best driver in the series the last couple of weeks. This is the run we saw from Kyle Larson last year. It started a little bit sooner than this, but this was the time of year in the dog days of summer where things just started clicking for that team and they started reeling them off. You look at Elliott. He's finished in the top two three weeks in a row. He absolutely dominated last week. He dominated that Road America before Reddick got past him late. He won in Nashville. They really they have this program figured out right now. He's the best car. He's been the most consistent other than maybe Chastain all season. He's led the points most of the season. Consistent finishes, winning stages. He's been good. Now Chevy's been down, but Elliott opened the week as the favorite to win this race at plus 600, and he's dropped to... 10 to one, if you look in the right places uh, already, which is to me is crazy. He's coming off of winning last week, winning three weeks ago and finishing second two weeks ago. And, and you're getting him at 10 to one odds. Can you imagine betting Kyle Larson at 10 to one after he had won three races last year? And, and, you know, and they've all been oval races that he's won after people, you know, he can't win ovals. He only wins on the road courses. He hasn't won on the road courses. He's won on the ovals. He's done it. We saw his performance at Martinsville earlier this season. He absolutely dominated the first three quarters of that race before you know it got away from him at the end. I think him and William Byron were the only two to lead the lead laps in that race. You know, rain could be a factor this weekend. If rain gets if it gets rained out again, Chase Elliott is on the pole again. He won last week. He's a points leader. All the metrics are going to give him the pole again. If he starts up front, he could take off and never look back. So again. At ten to one, it just—it's too good to pass up on a guy that's been this hot. It doesn't seem like people are on him this week. I get the Chevy hasn't won here thing. I get you know sometimes Hendrick swings and misses at tracks like this, but the way that team's been on, I could see him just keeping it going right here and breaking that that Chevy curse, if you want to say or whatever. If he doesn't get it done, I got a long shot, of course. Christopher Bell and his odds are dropping quickly, so go get them while you can. He's at. Plus eighteen hundred. I've already seen him drop to ten to one in a place that I was looking at earlier. So people are definitely on him. He won the Xfinity Series race last year. 
he was second in the cup race. We talked about this in the recap show. Had they not shortened that race because of the light issue with not having lights and, and it getting dark, he probably would have run Eric Almarola down and won that race. Um, we've seen him win before. You know, he's in the Gibbs Toyota cars that are good, and we've seen them be good. He's the less known name. He's the quiet guy, the young guy. Um, I, I would start to think that as we start to see these 2024 moves and stuff starting to shake up, his seat might be warming up a little bit. If teams are looking this far out already, he's been all right. But in a Gibbs car like Eric Jones before him, I would say him and Eric Jones are probably pretty similar to their performance in that car. So you saw how quick they got rid of Eric Jones. You know, you got Ty Gibbs moving up. If they can get another big name, there's going to be a lot of shaking and baking over the next year and a half with these sheets, these seats shifting. And if Gibbs is trying to clean house and kind of reset and get new guys, he could easily be out. So he needs to get some stuff done. He's going to have to win to get in the playoffs. So uh, if there's a track he can get it done at, I, I think this is one. So I like him at, uh, at plus 1,800. Yep, our friends at WinBet over there at plus 1,800 on Christopher Bell. Keep in mind, he did win the Xfinity race here last year, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that he finds the checkered flag uh, for the cup race here as well this week. I like both of them. I can't even argue with Elliott at this point. You're right. I mean, everything you said about Elliott winning and the fact that he is at plus 1,000 right now just makes me scratch my head. Uh, and this is almost a no-brainer for you guys out there to put this on your ticket because this is a guy, he is red hot. He's going to, to continue to be that way. And it's hard to slow a Hendrick driver down when they get on a heater, you know, Jimmy Johnson, we saw it. Jeff Gordon, we saw it. We've seen it with Elliott. We've seen it with Larson. I mean, it's just, you can go back through history and show me Hendrick drivers on a heater and, and you're going to find that these guys continue to stay hot for a while. So, yeah, exactly. And they're the best team in the garage. There's no arguing that. You know, these cars, yes, it's a level playing field. Yes, it's all the same things. But if you dig into it, I mean, you know, some of these parts they get, Hendrick gets it and they take it apart and they rebuild it and they take it apart and they rebuild it a thousand million times until they find exactly the 18th of an inch moving things here and stuff like that. You know, where some of these other guys pull it out of the box, put it on the car and there you go, Corey, the joy drive this. Sorry if it doesn't work for you, you know, and they've got simulators and stuff like that. That makes things realistic and they can try different things and and when they're already floating as good as they are and then and again we've talked about it with elliot he's such a streaky driver it seems like when he starts reeling off wins he just he reels them off and that's how he won his championship two years ago he got hot at the right time at the end of the season and just went on a tear through the playoffs and that led to him raising the trophy in phoenix so again a guy that's that hot and his odds dropping like they are i just i don't understand and nobody's on him which makes me like it even more that, that nobody's on him because he's going to, you know, he comes out, he starts dominating this race. And everybody's going to be like, why didn't we think of Chase Elliott? I'm going to be the guy that thought of him. And, and I really like it. And again, so much value at 10 to one. I just, I absolutely love it. Well, speaking of value, I'm going to give you the value pick that probably won't hit that. I'm probably going to be sitting here next week saying I, well, ah, I forgot <laughs> to clip my, I don't know how to quit you. Cause I don't, I don't know how to quit Kevin Harvick. I don't. I mean, you know that Cody is is ridiculously high on Harvick this week to do everything but win. Well, I found Harvick at sixteen to one on win bet right now, and I just I gotta give it out as a winner because look, one more, one more for the road, and why not a track that he's had as much success as he has in the past? This has been Kevin Harvick's track for the better part of his career. He's done fantastic things on this track, and I just, 
I know this car is different. I know this season is different. I understand that Kevin Harvick has failed you more than he's gotten you to the finish line. But look, the guy has 22 top 10s in 38 starts. 13 tops, five, four wins since 2016, or three wins since 2016, rather. Four wins in his career. Uh, he had a top six, or a sixth-place finish last year, fifth place the year before. <sighs> He's done so well on this track. If this is the track, and you said it earlier, Cody, I'm going to go back to the tape. If there's a chance for him to win on any track, it's this track. And I think this may be the week that he gets it done. Very disappointing finish last week. I think this this four team comes out absolutely gunning because this they know this is probably one of their best chances of the season, one of their last chances really of the season. If you're starting to run out of time in the regular season, your your time is running out, so you've got to go now. And this is probably one that I would I would have circled, like I said, on my calendar if I was the four team and said this is the track we have to win at. This is what we have to throw everything that we have at. We got to get the setup right. We've got to figure out how to get into the into victory lane, get that checkered flag because we don't have another shot after this. Uh, realistically speaking, there's tracks that we've been good at, but this track you've been damn good at. So this is the time for me. This is go time for Kevin Harvick. So I've said it a hundred times before. Kevin Harvick is not going to win <laughs> this season. I'll say it again for the hundred and first time. Thanks, Kildred. But I will give you the value is there. So I think it is worth putting some on. We talked about how different scenarios can shake out, how you can throw the book at something. They could go for a pit strategy, get some up front. Nobody's able to pass him. Any of those things. I've already expressed my love for him this weekend for being in the top 10, for being up there, having a good finish, being some of these other guys. If you can do that, you can win. And, and even though we haven't seen it from him yet, it's, it's not that far. We're two seasons ago. He won nine races. Two seasons ago. That's not that long ago. Now, did he find the Peyton Manning cliff and fall right off of it? I think so. But the value is there at 16 to 1. So I, w- I will go with you. I will I will back your Kevin Harvick to win. And when Chase Elliott wins and Harvick finishes in the top 10, we'll still cash plenty of bets. Damn it, Cody. I, I was, did. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, and that's I, the show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, I decided that 10 bets just wasn't enough for me. And I found one more that I had to give out. Uh, a DGENs only. I found a place that's offering exacta one-two finishes. Wow. Yes. Beautiful. There's every combination you want on there. So Hit check it. it out. But uh, I found one I like. Plus 2,500. Chase Elliott to win. Ryan Blaney to finish second. That could easily happen. Uh the way that both of them have been running lately, again, I just gave you the case for Elliott to win. We talked about Blaney earlier. He's the favorite to win it. So you get Elliott to finish first, Ryan Blaney to finish second, plus 2,500. That's your bonus bet of the week. Hashtag DGENs only. Hashtag DGENs only. And that'll actually cover, too, if if you don't hit the, the manufacturer one, two, three as well. That'll do more than cover that bet. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, get out your pen and your pad. I'll give you the bets one more time for the Xfinity race. Uh, all five of them from each of us. Uh, let's see. Cody gave you Harvick as a top 10 at minus 159. I love it. I gave you Ford as the winning manufacturer at plus 185. Uh, Cody once again gave you Kevin Harvick, this time over Tyler Reddick at minus 115. I gave you Ross Chastain over hashtag Fade Denny at plus 100. 
Uh, and then Cody gave you any manufacturer to finish one, two, three at plus 1,000. I gave you Almirola over Cindric at minus 135. Cody gave you Eric Jones over Brad K at minus 114. I gave you the number of the winning car under 18 and a half at minus 225. And then Cody gave you Elliot to win. Christian, or Christian Bell. <laughs> Christopher Bell to win. <laughs> and the exacto of Elliot and Blaney at plus 2,500, where I gave you, I can't quit you, Kevin Harvick, at plus 1,600 to win. I feel like this is last season where I was riding up Kevin Harvick to win every single race, and he literally did none of that. So uh, I just don't care. Until Kevin Harvick literally rides off into the sunset, I'll probably keep giving you Kevin Harvick to win because one of these times it's going to hit and you're going to be happy, and you'll just win all the money back that you lost on him earlier in the year. (laughs) Uh, so, all right, Cody, that is the betting episode. That was a lot of bets, man. Uh, this new format, breaking it up. We still got our chance to talk about everything, everything that's going on in NASCAR, preview the races and stuff. But we don't have to feel like we're rushed through it, cut back on the bets, get a get us let loose and give out all the fun stuff, all the winners for you. We've been riding a hot streak. Let's keep it going this week and uh, make some more money. Absolutely. All right, Cody, why don't you tell everybody they can find you on social media as they start filling out their tickets? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. A lot of fun stuff going on there. Going to have an indie uh, indie card article, betting article coming out later this week. F1's off this week, but I always have stuff out there. I've been hitting some pretty good ones on that. Uh, Did an FSGA fantasy football draft with, with Kramer today. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, you, you can see the results results on my team and and let me know how, how you think it'll do on there. Uh, yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. That's where you can find me. You can also follow the show on Twitter at NASCAR Gambling. Uh, tweet out all the show links and all the fun stuff from there too. Make sure you join the Discord channel. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Join us in that Discord channel. Formerly Slack, but the whole family is there now and we are just loving what's going on in that discord continue to give out bets continue to talk about what our favorite plays are especially as qualifying happens and all this stuff goes on uh just make sure to keep up and keep in the conversation on the discord i of course can be followed on twitter at rj Gomez. find all of my stuff all up and down the sports gambling podcast website and of course keep an eye out for uh not just my stuff on the sports book review as far as nascar is concerned but all of cody's xfinity stuff for garage guys and everything like that as well uh just keep tabs on us we'll, we'll keep you posted again on that discord channel so subscribe to this wherever you find your podcasts and of course on the sgpn app We're back again tomorrow. We've got a DFS episode for you to cover and get you ready for your NASCAR DFS. We hit some of those DFS plays pretty good last week, too, especially for not knowing the starting order. I just want to throw that out there. I'm telling you, it's beautiful. But now we finally get a chance to do it, and we're going to give you some better plays this week and uh, hopefully win you some more money because that's the name of this game, folks. We're here to give you a little more change in that pocket. So until tomorrow, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride. (laughs) 